Facebook's journalism project shares research to tackle news deserts. Google announces Chrome-powered gaming platform Stadia and Instagram testing in-app shopping and buying. It's Monday, March 25th, 2019. All of that's coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 356 of Brave Ad World. Consumers, new media, new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 356 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wigert, and we have a lot to get through this week, um, starting first with Facebook's journalism project. So, so Facebook has announced a new initiative for the Facebook Journalism Project. It will now be partnering with researchers by providing information on areas without local news coverage, what Facebook refers to as news deserts. So what Facebook found was one in three of its users live in areas without enough local news coverage to support Facebook's local news program, which is called Today In. So this initiative is a product of a new report that found more than 1,800 newspapers have been shuttered since 2004, thanks to dropping subscriptions, uh, corporate consolidation, declining ad revenue, which incidentally has shifted to online platforms, and online platforms being primarily Google and you guessed it, Facebook. Facebook and Google actually take in about 83% of every new dollar spent on advertising. So to combat combat this trend, Facebook's journalism project has introduced the Project Community Network. This effort aims to get publishers sharing information with each other on, quote, how to create communities and and direct relationships with their audiences, unquote. And that's according to Digiday. So right now, Facebook kind of finds itself in at least a bit of an awkward position. Its journalism project is working to ease a problem. The platform helped create. It helped create by driving users to the news feed to get their news, which they got there more and more, and in turn took ad revenue from a lot of places, but including local newspapers. The argument can be made that This is just the inevitable result of technological advancement, but clearly this brave new world brought about in part by Facebook, it has issues, and it has issues even Facebook can clearly see and Facebook is reckoning with right now. That's why part of Facebook's goal is to encourage local journalism to help Facebook shake its reputation as a source for misinformation dissemination and to generate content and user news feeds that help with Facebook's goal of promoting a more positive platform. Local news is part of all of that. That being said, only about half of 1% of Facebook's revenue is actually dedicated to Facebook's journalism initiatives. So it sounds like a lot, but Facebook's dedication to this initiative, it may be more lip service than substance, but at this point, you know, anything really helps. And I think now that we're seeing this decline in local news, people platforms, everyone is starting to wake up to see how important local journalism really is. All right, let's jump to our next story because 
As a gamer, I was pretty excited about this. Google used GDC, the Game Developers Conference, to announce a new live streaming gaming service called Stadia. It's going to be hitting devices with Chrome browsers sometime this year. The gaming service will use cloud computing to stream video games to any device with a Chrome browser. This means tablets, desktops, laptops, phones, and of course, TVs. The announcement of Stadia, it follows an experiment last year called Project Project Stream, which let gamers play Assassin's Creed Odyssey over the internet. That meant no console or high-end gaming PC required. The whole game was running on Google's servers and streamed to gamers' computers over the internet. And that effort, that was in 1080p. It was in 60 frames per second. But Stadia according to their announcement, is going to support 4K at 60 frames per second at launch with plans to build up to 8K and 120 frames per second in the future. Because Stadia is powered by cloud computing, it offers GPU support of 10.7 teraflops. What does that mean? Well, for context, the PlayStation 4 supports 4.2 teraflops and the Xbox One X supports 6.0 teraflops. Details on latency to date, they have not been revealed. However, Stadia is going to launch with a controller of its own, but is also going to support gamers' gamers existing controller hardware should they choose to use that instead. YouTube gaming, that's getting, getting an update. By allowing people to watch gameplay, a button's going to be available that says play now. And once gamers hit that play now button after watching someone streaming a video game, they can immediately start playing that game in around five seconds for themselves. There's still plenty of unanswered questions here, including an exact launch date, the platform's launch lineup, how the pricing structure is going to work. Is this going to be something where you have to buy the games or is it going to be more of a subscription where you pay something like Netflix and have access to a library of games? That is all completely up in the air right now. All that being said, this does have the potential to be a pretty big deal. The major gaming platforms, including Xbox and PlayStation, they have been building up their game streaming capabilities. With Microsoft, they've gone so far as to say that their next console may be cloud-based completely. But, but Google entering the market with its scale and server support it is a giant move even though the market has such entrenched players. Google has some key questions to answer before the true ramifications of its announcement will be known, but initially it looks pretty big and like gaming may fundamentally change and live in the cloud soon enough, at least for those with fast enough internet connections. But eventually with the rollout of 5G, who knows, this may be available for everyone sooner than we think. All right, let's jump to our last story and talk about Instagram and social shopping. So Instagram is currently beta testing a feature that, that would let users make, pay for, and manage orders all within the Instagram app. No links to a website necessary. The test is currently being conducted with 20 brands, including Warby Parker, Outdoor Voices, others. Payments on the platform, they can be made through Visa, MasterCard, Discover, and PayPal. But as this rolls out, payment platforms like Shopify, those will also be able to be integrated in the future. The, the Instagram storefronts, they certainly move people from wanting to buying more seamlessly on, on the platform since users won't need a link to a company website to complete a purchase. But it also means Instagram and in turn, Facebook collects a lot more purchase data. It also means brands collect less data and potentially lost sales as users add less items to their carts since they aren't browsing entire 
entire websites for things to purchase. They're just browsing a post on Instagram. And that's what's especially interesting about this. This this seems to be tailor-made for direct-to-consumer brands, but those brands, they also live and die on their customer data. This is a trade-off that a lot of them are going to have to consider, especially if users like, which also remains to be seen, and then grow used to making purchases on Instagram and social media in general. If users like the experience and then find a brand doesn't offer such seamless purchases, they may forego a purchase altogether. Just like when users maybe don't make a purchase of a product they're looking for isn't available on Amazon. This may, right now, this is a novelty. It could possibly become an expectation. And if it becomes an expectation, brands are going to have to weigh the options. Do they give more of their data to the Facebook machine? Or do they try to get users to their own website where they can control the experience and collect the data for themselves? We'll see. All right, that is it for the week's main stories. So now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that didn't get discussed earlier. Snapchat is reportedly working on the launch of a new mobile gaming platform with a project currently dubbed Project Cognac. The details are expected to be announced at an, at an event on April 4th, so right around the corner. Getting into gaming, it would be a logical move for Snapchat, which has already introduced AR games on its platform called Snappables and invested heavily in the studio behind the popular mobile game Fruit Ninja. Following last week's Facebook outage, some advertisers are asking for refunds from the social network as they were unable to manage their ad campaigns on Facebook. Most, however, they're waiting to see, waiting until campaign results come in to fully determine what damage, if any, the outage caused. Speaking of Facebook, Facebook's implementing new protocols to prevent housing, employment, and credit discrimination in its ad targeting. The move is part of a settlement that requires the protocols in addition to a $5 million fine. The settlement came after civil rights groups found Facebook offering discriminatory ad practices. Now, advertisers will have more limited targeting capabilities when advertising about housing, credit, and employment. LinkedIn has added lookalike audiences, audience templates, and search data to its targeting capabilities. Lookalike audiences, they allow advertisers to target audiences similar to those who are currently connected to a brand in some way. Audience templates, they are 20 predefined B2B audiences brands can go after. And search uses Microsoft Bing to allow advertisers to target LinkedIn users based on their Bing activity because Bing is oh so popular. Snapchat is now starting to pay some of its influencers in an effort to keep them from defecting to other platforms. Right now, it's supporting creators focusing on building lenses as part of Snapchat's creators program. It seems like a good move for Snapchat, which does have an edge over other platforms when it comes to AR. It needs a community of influencers to keep these lenses on the platform fresh and to evangelize for the platform. During a recent security review, Facebook discovered some user passwords were stored in a readable format, which is against Facebook's security standards. Now, Facebook revealed the oversight and confirmed passwords were never visible to users outside of the company and mostly included the passwords of Facebook Lite users. It's good that Facebook found the flaw and disclosed it. What's not good, though, is the flaw should have been spotted some time ago, as parts of the flaw go back as far as 2012. 
Netflix is testing a version of its video streaming service that is limited to mobile only. That more limited service would cost $3.62 per month. It would include standard definition and would only support streaming on one device at a time. It's currently being tested in India. And lastly, Comcast is launching Xfinity Flex to its internet-only customers. The service lets users watch 10,000 ad-supported TV shows and movies for an extra $5 per month. Flex subscribers receive a box that supports 4K and allows users to add other services like Netflix, HBO, and Amazon Prime. All right, that's it for episode 356 of Brave Ad World. Before I let you go, I love hearing from you. Send questions, send comments, let me know what you like, let me know what you don't like. Those can always be sent to braveadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, Rate and review this podcast on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think, and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at TWigert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. You can also find my personal thoughts and insight on marketing, occasionally at least, at BraveAdWorld.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out BraveAdWorld.com.